The Word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the Word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our Saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's Word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to BromleyTownChurch.com. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless and worship and adore you. We thank you for the glory of your presence amongst us. We thank you that you are good to us. We thank you that you are the God who guides, you are the God who leads, you are the God who strengthens. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for all of the blessings that we have already received. We pray, Father, open our hearts to you. Holy Spirit, come and speak into our lives. Come and manifest the glory of heaven within each one of us. Come and strengthen our hearts, Lord, so that we may serve your purposes here upon the earth. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to see you here this morning, and yes, we are starting a new sermon series, and it's about connections, making connections, and that's what we're going to be looking about. It's a new term. It's a new beginning. You've heard that. New month. It's a new season, as far as I'm concerned. Summer. I know. Isn't it? For, oh, dear. Oh, with the mention of summer is passing. That hurts. But we have to have autumn. Autumn is good and we're entering into a new season. So it's a new beginning, back to school, back to university, uh, back away from holidays, all of those things that we've enjoyed. But it's good for us to come back and to therefore get refreshed and to make a new start and a new beginning. Some of the old routines come back in again as we refocus upon our lives. And our new series is entitled Making Connections. Now, connections are vital to every single one of us for our lives. They help us to learn more. They help us to build deeper relationships. They help us to make us feel like we really belong somewhere. And we want people to belong in Bromley Town Church. We want you to feel part of the family of Bromley Town Church. No matter what your background, no matter what you're involved with in life, no matter what you're coming here with, we come together that the presence of God may come to us and that he may strengthen us. And you know, as you look around the rooms, I'm looking at you now, I can see the diversity of our backgrounds, our experiences, our walk of life, all the things that God has brought us each through, but he's brought us together for one purpose, that his name may be glorified. And you know what? You have connection to people that I don't. You have connection to people that God has put you alongside. Now, some of those may be characters, Some of them may be strange, some of them may be weird, some of them may be lovely, some of them may be godly, some of them may be ungodly, but God has appointed you to connect with them so that you can bring the knowledge of his glory to them, so that the salvation of which we have been celebrating this morning can not only be with us, but can be passed on to others, that others may receive what we have been so fortunate to receive from God that others may be called children of God, even as we have been given the right to be called the sons and daughters of the Most High God. What a privilege it is for us. And therefore, here we are gathering together, and yet there's so many people that can be affected when we go out of here for good in the name of God. 
But we want people to be connected. When they come here, we want them to feel connected. Psalm 92, verses 12 to 14 says this. It says, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. Now, I don't know whether you're feeling like you're not feeling fresh and green, but as you come into the house of God and you are planted in the house of God, something happens to you. You grow up. You gain strength. You don't always perceive it, but it's when you get away from it and you start to miss it that you realize, whoa, hang on a second. Something was happening there. And we want people to feel that they're planted, connected to the house of God. And therefore, during this month, we're going to be looking at various aspects of connections so that we can find out what it is for us to be truly planted and making connections in the church. And not only within this church, but as we go out from here, that we're making connections with our friends and our neighbors and seeing them come to know Jesus. Today, we don't have an, an awful lot of time, but we're used to that, so we're going to get through. Today is about what I've called the vital connection, our vital connection our connection to God. If we want to be connected to the church, if we want to be connected to one another, it all starts from our connection to God. And we want to be fully connected to Him. There should be a reality about our connection with God. Have you ever taken your mobile phone of an evening, plugged it in, and gone to bed or something, and you come back to your phone, you're expecting it to be charged, and then you realize, ah, oh, I never switched the switch on so that there was electricity coming into it. And you thought that you were now going to be fully charged, everything was ready to go, and suddenly you find like, ah, all because of one switch, the electricity didn't flow, the batteries weren't regenerated, or recharged, I should say, and therefore you can't use your phone. How annoying is that? Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, it's, it's happened to most of us. <laughs> Let's face facts. Without that switch being switched on, the vital connection of electricity is not made. But when that switch is switched on and the electricity is flowing and the batteries are charged, everything, that's good. There is a reality about making connection. Something happens. And you know what? That is true of our connection with God. And it's true of the connection that God wants to have for you. Not just for the person next to you, not for the person that looks smarter, brighter, or whatever than you, for you. God wants you to have the reality of connection with him. He wants to speak to you. He wants to have fellowship with you. He wants to introduce himself to you and to have connection with you in such a way that you know that he has touched your life. Now, I know some people have, they, they hear the voice of God. But not everybody in fact, for many, it's not an audible voice. It's not a hand on the shoulder that we feel. But there is a God and he speaks in a still, small voice into our hearts. And we can perceive and know he has spoken to us. It's particularly relevant when we read the scriptures. When we read the scriptures, you can be reading stories. And you're reading stories about people of the old, olden times, in different circumstances for us, things that they went through. And you can just be reading, and you can just be reading. And yet suddenly, one of those scriptures seems to come out to you. It seems to speak to you. It seems that somebody has invisibly underlined it. Or something has sparked a question in your mind that you didn't have before. But suddenly, life has come 
when you were just reading and something speaks into your heart, there's a reality of connection. There's a reality of connection when you worship. Not necessarily every time, but there can be times when we are worshiping God and you know that something has changed. You see, there is an atmosphere change when the presence of God comes. Something different happens when the presence of God comes. And we're looking for the reality of connection with Him because that makes difference in our lives. It causes us to know life. It causes us to have strength. And we need to make connection with God because it gives reality to our relationship. We have relationship with God. But God, God, what is God? God is spirit. So God hasn't walked in here this morning as a man, but he is here by his spirit. And we as humans, we are flesh and blood. We like to touch. We like to sense things. But within this frame, this body, there is our spirit. And our spirit is longing to have connection with the spirit of God. So God, who we don't see with our physical eye, he is here present. And we want to have the reality of connection with him in our relationship with him. And when we connect to him, it makes that relationship seem vital and it makes it seem real. Have you ever helped, felt, thought how God feels about the relationship that we have with him? Does he think like, it's a bit one-sided? Is it, is it only me? You know, and we're thinking, like, God, where are you? Where are you? God wants relationship with us. And we want to make connections so that that relationship is brought into a vitality with us. We need to make connection with God, not only because it helps us in our relationship, but it gives encouragement to our souls. It gives encouragement to, to that inner being that we have, that part of us that, that needs to be lifted up because when we make connection with God, we feel strengthened in our inner being. We might have felt down, we might have felt tearful, we might have felt the world was against me, but somehow when we connect with God, we are lifted up. It says in the scripture that he is the lifter of our heads. And there's that sense of us being bowed down. You know, trials and tribulations of life, difficulties of life cause us to feel bowed down. You have your head dropped. You have your shoulders rounded. It's like life is, is on top of you. And so your face is downward. But God, when we connect with him, he is the lifter of our heads. That means he, he literally, okay, let's lift you up. I lift up my eyes unto the hills, says the psalmist. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. There's something about lifting ourselves up and gaining understanding of who he is that gives strength to us. So making connection with God gives us reality in our relationship. It gives us encouragement to our souls. But more than that, it gives us spiritual life. Many of you will have read the story in John's Gospel where Jesus comes to Jacob's well in Samaria and he sits down by the well and he is there waiting and a woman, a Samaritan woman, comes to draw water from the well. It's a story which if you knew more about it, the Jews and the Samaritans, they were always at loggerheads with each other. They didn't speak to each other. There's a long history and that history kept going and so if you saw a Samaritan... You just pass by politely, but you don't talk. That's the situation there. But Jesus had an encounter with this woman, and he started speaking to her. And she was shocked that he, a Jew, would be speaking to her, a Samaritan. What is all this about? And he's saying, please give me a drink. And the water's there, and the well's there, and Jesus got nothing to draw with. And so she's saying, like, well, how are you going to get water from this well? 
All this conversation is going on. But then Jesus says to her this, John chapter 4, verse 10. He said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now, there's a lot of confusion in the conversation they had because Jesus is talking for a drink about physical water, but then he's also saying, I could give you living water. And this woman doesn't quite understand and they... The toing and froing in conversation eventually opens her woman's life up. And she realizes that Jesus isn't just giving physical water. Jesus is giving something far greater. He's giving living water. He is giving spiritual life. And when his life comes to us, everything changes. We are a bigger, greater, stronger, more accomplishing, more able people, more loving people, more compassionate people. Why? Because he has come to us. And all of those things is what God is like. He is mighty. He is powerful. But he is loving. He is compassionate. He is gracious. He is forgiving. His presence coming to us causes us to be like him. We need to have connection with God because it helps us in our relationship with him. It gives reality to that, encouragement to our souls, but it also gives us spiritual life. So what is it that causes us not to have relationship? What is it that causes us not to make connection with him? We need to look at that because that really is our biggest problem. You know that we were created to have relationship with God. More than that, we were created to have him in control of us so that he might lead us into the right way. And that through constant communion with him, through constant relationship with him, we may understand what it is he wants us to do, where he wants us to go, what he wants us to accomplish on his behalf. But you see, the reality of our relationship isn't always there. The vitality of that relationship isn't always there. And often we find ourselves slipping away from that relationship. Sure, we come to church. But let's face facts, church is only a couple of hours on one day in the week. We're doing most of our life away from church. And so therefore, when we're away from church, we need to make sure that we're establishing a vital connection with God by ourselves, with our families, so that we can be encouraged and strengthened with Him. Why do we find it so difficult? Well, we find it difficult because sometimes we feel that we just don't seem to be getting any answers. So I prayed, but nothing seemed to happen. So therefore, I better go and do something. And there's that sense of like, well, I did what I was told to do, but I didn't find the reality in that. And so therefore, I'll have to go and do something else. That is a real situation that many of us have faced, do face. The fact that we ask God, but there doesn't seem to be an answer. And so our sort of minds try to work out, well, what's the problem here? And we very rarely think the problem is with us, but we often think the problem is with God. Well, he doesn't care for me. He doesn't have interest in me. But when we read Scripture, we see that that's not true. He loves us, and he is for us, and he wants to minister into our lives and to have relationship with us. But sometimes this sense of us having spent time and getting nowhere causes us to actually distance ourselves a little bit from God. Sometimes it's because we have voices in our minds. And yes, we do have voices in our minds. By that I mean we have thoughts that come to us. 
Whether we pay attention to them or not is a different thing, but often we have thoughts that come to us that just say, oh, that's not worth it. Don't, don't bother about spending time with God. Look, you've got many other things to do right now. And by the way, this is something else I need. And, and suddenly our minds are full of other things rather than us making time and space to make connection with God. Even though we might recognize the vitality of the need of that, we find these other voices are saying to us, oh, come on, now's the time. Oh, don't worry with that right now. Oh, you... I just don't feel like it. Have you ever felt like that? Those voices are real. Those voices are from the enemy who wants to distract us and confuse us. We know that there is an opposition for us to actually walking into the purposes and the will of God. That op- the one who opposes us is Satan and the works of Satan that come against us. In 1 Peter 5, verses 8 and 9, it says, Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Resist him. And there is a real sense in which we need to learn to resist the enemy. In Ephesians, it goes on to tell us that, Ephesians 6, verse 12, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. There is a lot of opposition that comes against us, and when we allow that opposition to have its place, then it finds it pushes us away from relationship with God. Let me ask you a question. Do you feel pushed away? Do you feel like you're making a vital connection? And this isn't me actually saying to you like, well, come on now, we, let's have every name down and find out where you are. This is a time for us to, look, we need to encourage each other. We know that if we are to see our nation changed, if we're to see our families being changed, then we need to make vital connection. We need to know the reality of his presence in us. It doesn't have much power if you say to somebody like, well, you need Jesus. Why do I need Jesus? I'm not too sure. We need Jesus because he is the only way and he is the only answer. No man can come to God without Jesus Christ. He is the one who has made a way for us. He is the salvation that Kevin spoke about when we were having communion. He is the way for us to enter into life with him. And he has life. The Samaritan woman I spoke about, her life was transformed. She was afraid of coming to the well because of what people thought of her lifestyle and the lifestyle she's been living. Are you afraid of the lifestyle that you've been living? Listen, only Jesus can bring you out of a lifestyle and bring you into a new life. Only he can forgive us of our sins. Only he and that vital relationship that we can have with him needs to be tended, needs to be cared for, needs to be given space to. Because without the vitality of that, you don't have the freshness of a life that he gives to be able to give to other people. He says, he who comes to me out of him will flow rivers of living water. We need to get ourselves plugged into him. For myself, I find if I don't plug into him, then I'm not being recharged with him and therefore being refreshed by him so that I may be able to have something to be able to give out. We need him. We need him. So let's not think about, you know, like, oh, this sermon's designed to make me feel bad. No, it's not designed to make you feel bad. It's designed for you to ask yourself a question. How real is the relationship that I have with him? And the reason I want to ask that question is because of all the people 
who are around your life who need to hear the goodness of God. There are many. For every one of us, it doesn't take much for us to stop and to think about those who do not yet know Jesus, who are around our world. Whether it be our next door neighbor, whether it be somebody in our family, maybe our mom, our dad, our brother, our sister, our children. It doesn't take very much for us to think about somebody who we are encountering in our life who needs to know the goodness of God. They're all over the place. But we need to be able to present to them, just from the way that we're living, living water for them to feel refreshed on, for them to receive. And if we don't come to the well ourselves, then we're going to find ourselves running dry. But if we come to that well and we come to that God himself and we have vital connection with him, then we find ourselves being able to have living water to pass on. There is... Difficulty, because sometimes we don't feel we have answers. There are often voices that distract us, confuse us, or hinder us from the enemy. But sometimes, you know, the reason we don't make connection with God is because we just don't make time for that to happen. And, you know, going back to school and going back to our old routines, there are things that we just have to slip into. Okay, the alarm clock needs to be set. I've got to get up to catch the train. I've got to get up to catch the bus. I've got to get up to get to school. I've got to get up and have my breakfast. No, I'll forget breakfast. I'll stay in bed for another five minutes. Whatever your routine is or whatever you're going to do, there's a routine you've got to get into. Does your routine have space for making connection? Well, the beginning of the day or the end of the day? I don't know what sort of person you are. Whether you're an early person or a late person, it doesn't really matter, or a mid-morning person. If you think about Daniel, what did Daniel do? It says when he got the news about the fact that nobody was supposed to be praying to any God apart from the king, what did he do? He said he went to his room and he prayed three times a day. He was making sure he had connection and he had connection morning, noon and night. That was his personal style. But he had connection. What did that connection that Daniel had do? It brought transformation to his nation. Because he knew how to make connection with heaven, a vital connection. And living water was passed to him that he was able to pass to the nation. Because when he was put in the lion's den, God came and closed the mouths of the lion. So it gave testimony to the king, your God is the God of all the earth. That, you see, that's what God can do through us. He can do what we cannot do. He can open ways that we cannot open because he is God and we want to make connection with him. But we can sometimes find it difficult just because we do not make the time. Remember that it's said in Deuteronomy, man does not live on bread only, but he lives on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And yet so often we find ourselves in a position where we just think, I, I, I know that, but I don't necessarily do it. The doing is essential because that's what God says we need for our spiritual lives. So therefore, I want to encourage you to make connections. To make connection with God, we need tenacity, we need persistency, we need to persist with God. We need that persistence because there's something that's called, we've got to stay at it, we've got to press into it because there is an opposition, there is resistance. We need to resist the distractions that the enemy will bring to us and he will bring them. Why? Because every one of us has a purpose that God wants to fulfill through our lives. 
Every one of us has things that God wants us to do for him. Those the position of our homes, the position of our workplaces, the position of our friends, as I've said already, is unique to each one of us. Yes, of course, there's crossover. There's other connections. Sometimes you have the same connections as somebody else. But your life is vital to God. And therefore, your life counts for him. And therefore, the enemy is going to try to oppose you because there's things that have been destined for your life for you to accomplish that he wants to stop. So we need to have persistence. We need to keep pressing in. Oh, I don't feel like it. Do I always feel like getting up and seeking God? No. There are often times when, in my mind, I hear those voices. Not today. No, no, no. Just take it easy today. I tell you what, and another suggestion will come along. Why don't you do this? Why don't you just listen to a message or something? Don't, don't, don't trouble yourself too much. People, the voices are real. They're real because they come to distract us. I want to encourage you, if you have even now just thought, yeah, those voices are real to me. What does it take to overcome them? Persistence. We have to stand. We have to resist. We have to be determined. We have to say, no, I am going to persist. I am going to renew my time with God. I am going to stop those voices. I'm going to say no to you. I'm not going to be distracted by you. I'm going to press in. And we need to make that time and that space with God. Persistence, resistance, and time is required for us to make connection. Guys, come back, because that will make me speed up. (laughs) You know, even the writer to the Hebrews says this in Hebrews 3, verse 12. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. See, what he's saying to the church there or the people there, if you like, is this, is that we need each other and we need the encouragement to keep going. He wouldn't have written that if it was all easy going. He wouldn't have written that if we don't come up against barriers. He wouldn't have written that if there wasn't sometimes when it feels a little bit boring. And sometimes, dare I say it, sometimes there are passages in here where I'm thinking like, hmm, I'm not quite sure the full meaning of that. But God in his word says that every word is suitable for training and leading into righteousness. So I'm just going to believe his word to be living and active in my life and I'll receive it. But I have to be honest with you, not every part of this book has full understanding to me. But I can say this also, that as I continue to read it, I find life coming from it. And that life affects me and that life establishes me and I can't do without that life because it's that life that transforms me and it's that life that can transform the people around us and the world around us. I can't do without having that vital connection and I want to encourage you. As we come to this time of a new season, then it gives each of us an opportunity to say, you know what, let me just dust some things down. Let me just make some adjustments. Let me just reflect on where I'm at. Let me put some things into my diary. Let me make some new stuff. I want to encourage you to read the Bible. 
So many people have not read this book. But you see, man does not live on food only. He lives on what God says. Why? Because we've been called to live God's way. And it's only living God's way that we see God results. So this book is essential for our lives. Please read it. Read it. We know this next week we've got a time of preparation. This week is looking at fasting. Oh, fasting's a bit tough. It causes you to think about lots of things, especially about food when you're not eating what you like. But the object is to actually say to the flesh, it's time for you to be silent for a while and to let the spirit rise up. That's what it's about. I'm not saying to you it's easy. I'm, I would be with you to say it's a challenge. But there's a reason behind it. And the reason we've got prayer and a time of prayer is so that we give ourselves to prayer. Oh, I'll spend five minutes. I'll do that. In your relationships with your husbands, with your wives, your boyfriends, or just friends, do you just say, I've only got five minutes? If you keep on saying, I've only got five minutes, they say, like, I'm fed up with you because you've only got five minutes. That's what they say. That's, they, they do say that. I'm in trouble with him. They've only got five minutes. My Father in heaven, he wants time because he wants to speak. He wants time because he loves you. In the Garden of Eden, when he was dealing with the sin of Adam and Eve, and they're suddenly hiding away because they're embarrassed. They hear God coming into the garden. Oh my goodness, we're naked. They're trying to cover themselves with leaves. They're trying to make good the mess that they've got themselves in. They don't know what to do, so they hide from God. But what does God do? He comes into the garden and he says, Adam, where are you? His heart is hungry for you. You need to hear that. His heart is hungry for you. He is for you. He is not against you. Yes, there is one who is opposed to God and there's one who is opposed to those who are seeking him. But we can say no to him. Let's give ourselves to the reading of Scripture and let's give ourselves to prayer. Father, it's not often that I come here to meet with you. But I come here right now because I need you. Often I don't know what words to bring to God. I don't know quite what to say. I don't know where to begin. So sometimes I just say, Father, I don't know what I need to bring. Humble my heart. I am here to humble myself before you because you are the one who knows the way that I need to walk in. You are the one who knows my daily needs. You are the one who provides my daily needs. But Father, I need your living water. Let your living water flow over my soul right now. May your Holy Spirit come and take control of my life. Father, will you help me to put on the helmet of salvation? Will you protect my mind and my thoughts? Will you help me to put on the breastplate of righteousness that I may live pure for you? Will you help me to put on the belt of truth that I may walk in the truth of what is truth and what is necessary for my life? Let my feet be made ready with the shoes of the gospel of peace. Help me to pick up the shield of faith with which I can extinguish the fiery darts of the enemy and help me to take hold of the sword of the Spirit which is the word of God that I may take my stand. Lord, come to me and strengthen me and help me. Guide me into the ways of righteousness, that, Father, that my life may count for your purposes. And sometimes you find yourself just starting and his presence starts to flow because he wants to make vital connection with you. 
He doesn't want to come to your life and find out, oh my goodness, the battery's gone flat. We want to make connection with heaven that our batteries are recharged. Because he loves us and he cares for us. So as we come into this time of making connections, as we come into this week of preparation or these two weeks of preparation for the mission that is ahead, because we want to see Jesus' name being lifted up. And we want to see people who don't know him come to know him. But we need to prepare our hearts. And that sometimes just takes a bit of quietening, a bit of softening, but it takes some connecting to him. And so I want to encourage you, make space and make a connection with God. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.